This is Church of the Resurrection in Wheaton, Illinois. So this morning, the church invites you on a pilgrimage. Here on Palm Sunday, as Jesus enters into Jerusalem, you are invited to follow him and to enter into the great story. You're invited to walk with Jesus in real time through the week that is at the very center of our faith. And if you will accept this invitation, it will have a profound impact on you. I've been a part of over 20 Holy Weeks here at Resurrection, and I can tell you, in all honesty, that Holy Week has changed my life. It's, in, it's influenced my understanding of who Jesus is, of how much he loves me, and just how deeply I can depend upon him. And now at the same time, because this week has become very special to me, I've also had to learn to manage my expectations. I've had to learn that the experience I had last year in Holy Week is pretty much never the experience I'm going to have this year in Holy Week. It seems like the Lord is always doing something new. And the truth is, I come in a different place every year. I come with different needs that I'm, I'm bringing before the Lord. Perhaps I'm coming with the need of wisdom for something the need of a particular healing in my life, or the need of a release of a particular burden. And here's what I can tell you. The Lord has always been faithful. But what I can never tell you is what the Lord is going to do this year. So the truth is, we all come to Holy Week carrying burdens. And we all come in need of an encounter with Jesus. Perhaps you find your house, yourself here this morning carrying the burden of a suffering in your life. Or maybe you're carrying a sin that you so deeply desire to release to the Lord. Or maybe you come with a faith that needs rekindling. So, as we start our Holy Week pilgrimage together, can I offer you an encouragement? I want to encourage you to enter into the great story expectant, but without expectations. So here's the difference. To come expectant is to come ready to meet Jesus. It's to come with your gaze fixed upon him, ready to find out what it is that he's going to do. But to come with expectations is to come with our own prescription of how the Lord should act on our behalf. So maybe the Lord has prepared for you this Holy Week a powerful encounter. Or maybe... He wants to quietly minister his love to you and fill you with peace. Only the Lord knows. So as we begin our Holy Week pilgrimage together, can I encourage you to enter with expectancy for what the Lord might do, but at the same time, 
Lay down your expectations for what that might look like. Okay, so we're going to look briefly at our passage, the one Deacon John read for us at the beginning of the service from Matthew 21. I encourage you to open your Bible. But first, let's just talk for a moment about this pilgrimage we're about to go on together that we're already beginning right now. We have accounts of Christians in the very early church taking physical pilgrimages to Jerusalem for Holy Week. Those gathered would walk through the city and they'd be tracing Jesus' path one day at a time, reenacting and remembering the key moments of his passion. And it's from these historic pilgrimages and accounts of them that we actually get our liturgy for Holy Week. So we can't all hop on a plane together and head to Jerusalem for a physical pilgrimage unless there's someone out there that's got like a ton of airline miles they'd be willing to donate. If you do, talk to me after the service. We'll adjust our plans. But what the church has given us is the gift of a spiritual pilgrimage right here in the city of Wheaton. So did you know that in our Anglican prayer book, every single service of the entire year follows the same order of service except for five services that are set apart. Only five services get their own special liturgy. And no, Christmas does not get its own special liturgy. The only ones in the whole year that do are Ash Wednesday, which begins our Lenten journey towards Holy Week, Palm Sunday, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and the Great Vigil of Easter. Holy Week has been set apart. Or better yet, Holy Week is at the center of the life of the church. And of course, at the center of Holy Week is Jesus himself. This is the week where Jesus accomplishes the very purpose for which he was sent by the Father. And what was that purpose? We heard it in our Philippians reading. To humble himself. To humble himself lower than anyone could have ever expected in order to win a victory greater than anyone could have ever imagined. So as Jesus entered Jerusalem for the Passover, questions were swirling. You heard it in our text. Who is this? Who is this prophet from Nazareth? Might he be the long-awaited Messiah, the king who would come to claim his throne and save his people? And with those questions came many expectations for what that would mean. So first, We have the Jewish religious leaders. They had very specific expectations concerning the Messiah, where he would come from, how he would act. And Jesus kept not meeting their expectations, and so they considered him to be a threat. Second, we have the Roman authorities. Their expectation was to maintain peace and order. And we heard in the Passion reading, a riot was enough to squelch. The fear of a riot was enough for Pilate to order Jesus' execution. Third, 
We have the Jewish people who were living under an oppressive government. Their expectations were for a Messiah who would save his people. And surely that meant that he would come in power and rescue them from the Romans. And then, of course, we have the beloved disciples who, if you're like me, sometimes when you read through the Gospels, you can get so frustrated with these guys. Jesus has literally told them three times that he would be handed over to the authorities and killed. And I don't know what their expectations were, but they were not getting it. But of course, if we're fair, unlike us, the disciples entered that first Palm Sunday without the last eight chapters of the Gospel of Matthew. So many in that Palm Sunday crowd came with competing expectations. But maybe not everyone. What about Mary and Martha? They had watched Jesus raise their brother Lazarus from the dead. Do you think they came with expectations? Or do you think they came with a sense of wonder? Like, we've just got to see what Jesus is going to do next. So here at the Jewish Feast of the Passover, Jesus decides that it's time to enter right into the middle of all this controversy. So rather than entering Jerusalem on foot like a pilgrim, Jesus decides to enter in the style of an Old Testament king of Israel, mounted on a donkey, riding into the city. And his followers start laying down their coats, cutting down palm branches and laying them down. They're rolling out the red carpet for Jesus as they shout, Hosanna to the son of David. The son of David. They're connecting him with the greatest king in the history of Israel. And that word, Hosanna, Besides being a shout of praise, it literally means save us. In essence, what they're shouting is, finally, the king of Israel is here and he will save us. And you wonder, but all those people with their competing expectations in that crowd, you wonder what they thought would happen next. And yet from the moment of his entry, Jesus begins defying their expectations. First of all, what sort of revolutionary, instead of entering on a horse, ready for battle, enters on a donkey? A donkey, a beast that carries common, everyday burdens. A beast that's a symbol of humility and peace. Well, Matthew makes it clear in our gospel that Jesus' plan was not to fulfill anyone's expectations. His plan was to fulfill the Scriptures. Jesus' victory plan was to humble himself, to humble himself lower than anyone could have ever expected, that he might win a victory greater than anyone could ever imagine. The crowds may have expected that Jesus had come to claim an earthly throne. But our passion reading this morning reminds us that Jesus had come to Jerusalem to be enthroned on a cross. 
We preach Christ crucified, Paul says, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. The people were hoping for rescue from their current oppressor, but Jesus, accomplishing more than they ever even knew to ask for, he was going to rescue them from the oppressor and from death itself. So once again, we arrive at another Holy Week, and we follow Jesus into Jerusalem and into another pilgrimage. And this is a particularly special Holy Week here at Resurrection. We've been through some really challenging years the last few years. We've been through challenging years in our world. We've been through a couple challenging years here in our own church body. This year, for the first time in four years, the first time since 2019, we have the return of our full Holy Week pilgrimage, including the all-night vigil. I'm super excited. And perhaps more significantly, for the rest of this week, we've got our bishop back on the stage with us this year. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it's, it's a special Holy Week pilgrimage we go on together this year. But we've walked through a hard season together. It's been a season of many unmet expectations. I'll admit that I personally have had to wrestle through many unmet expectations that I've had with the Lord over the last few years. I've probably too frequently informed the Lord of how I thought He should resolve difficult and painful situations. And I never would have chosen many of the challenges of the last few years. But I also know that without those challenges, I wouldn't have experienced such profound faithfulness from the Lord that accompanied them. I wouldn't have a testimony of what the Lord has chosen to do in me through those challenges. I wouldn't have a testimony of how He shaped me in ways I would never have even known to ask for a few years ago. So do you have a testimony of the Lord's faithfulness? Has he named a sin or brought you to deeper places of confession and therefore union with him in these last few years? Has he been shaping your character in new ways? Can you look back over the last few years and can you see the signs of the Lord's faithfulness? I know that we can as a church. And the Lord's not finished. He has more for you. He has more He wants to accomplish in you, even during this Holy Week pilgrimage. So let's begin our pilgrimage, resurrection, laying aside expectation, but expectant that He who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. Would you pray with me?
Heavenly Father, we do pray that you would give us faith, that you would give us expectancy this Holy Week. Lord, we acknowledge that you do not see as man sees. We see the outside. We see our current circumstances. And you see our hearts, and you see the full transformational work that you plan on doing. So we release our expectations on how you will act. Ride in on a donkey instead of a war horse. Take us to the cross and to the grave on your way to the greater victory. Lord, we know that you defeat more than just our current circumstances. You are after the greater victory. You defeat sin and you defeat death itself. So, Lord, fulfill more than just our expectations. Lord, we pray and ask, as we know you will, fulfill the scriptures. We look to you to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.